Hi, I'm Eliza Cece, and you're listening to Like the Dove Podcast. After almost a decade of being immersed in and teaching New Age practices, God opened my eyes and heart to follow Him. Now I help ex-New Agers and new believers in their walk so you feel encouraged and less alone. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, Angel. Welcome back to another episode. I'm really uh, excited for this one because, well, actually, I'm nervous. I'm unsure (laughs) because it just feels like a heavy topic. And um, basically, I'm just now working for the Holy Spirit in my life. Whatever God places on my heart to talk about and continually is nudging me towards, I know that that's the thing. And so I'm really grateful for you, for your feedback on the podcast, and for those of you who have filled out the form that I requested that you participate in last week. And I'm going to continue to just encourage you to go to that form and to share with me what it is that you like about this podcast and what you'd like to hear more from me, whether it's personal stories or you know, teachings, that kind of thing. Um, I'm really looking forward to what we have coming up. And today I wanted to start this kind of series that we'll be kind of going back and forth on in myths that we are told about Christianity specifically as New Agers. And so the theme for today is that sin is not oppressive. And I think that sin and the way that sin is talked about by New Agers is very complicated and confusing and misinformed. And so I want to talk about that today and how I have the things that I've been convicted on by God, the things that I've changed, the sins that I was doing continually um, without understanding what sin really was because I had never had that understanding of it before in my life and no one to kind of direct me until I started reading the word of God did I really understand what sin was and so I want to just talk about that with you today and explore that and I hope that you'll be willing to hear me out and if you believe differently that's totally fine but that this is what God has shown me and is constantly reprogramming me and reteaching me of what was false and what I believed and what is true under him. And so what are we going to talk about in this episode? So we're going to talk about, you know, just just the lie of the new age about the idea of sin. And I'm not talking about your specific sins, the things you're doing. I'm talking about the overarching idea of sin and how that is used in new age to kind of suppress us and to teach us that living a Christian life is wrong, that kind of thing. Um, Kind of like shaming us into it. And then we're going to talk about what sin is and what it isn't. We're going to kind of define it and so understand it. Um, Maybe you've never done that before. And I think that definitions and understanding what words mean can really take a lot of energy out of what we're taught about them. And then I want to talk about how to build a healthy relationship and take off the armor of perfectionism and why that's important. 
And then some scripture to memorize. I think that that's a fun practice to have so that when we're confronted with things, we have the memory that we of the memorization that we have of the word of God inside of our hearts, inside of our memory, inside of our brain to go back to. And so I'm going to give you a few of those. And then I'm going to offer up some journal questions to go deeper into this idea, especially if you're someone who is curious, maybe you're Christian curious, you're just curious about, or maybe you're coming out of the new age. I know so many of you who listen to this are ex-new agers. And so I think that these are important things to think about and work through by journaling. And I love journaling with the Holy Spirit. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Okay. So those are the things we're going to talk about today. And I hope that you'll stick around till the end to just listen to it all and absorb it all. And then come to me with your questions. Come to me with your reflections. I would love to hear from you. Okay. So let's get into it. Okay, so let's first talk about sin in relationship to the new age. And this is just my experience, and I'm sure that your experiences might be similar. They might be really different, but let's compare notes here, okay? So the first thing that I need to say here is just that my experience with the new age is that there was so much of, like, anti-Christianity. And, you know, the way that the church looks at uh, sin oppresses you. And that you shouldn't have to follow any sort of guideline in your life um, to like a hateful God or to a jealous God or to a God who wouldn't honor the things that feel good to you and that you want to do in your life and that you should be able to do them. And I think that that in itself is oppressive. I think that once I started to really read the Bible and really understand it from the mindset that I read the Bible to get to know God and understand who God is versus reading it to kind of glorify myself, you know, we're doing everything to glorify God. And um, once I started to really understand like, wow, um, sin is a structure that God put in place so that I can be in better relationship with him and I can feel closer with him. And actually, the more of a framework of how to live my life that I have, the more free I feel, the more the more confidence I have in my relationship with Jesus and just the better overall that my life feels. And when I'm looking back, when I was living in the new age so heavily, like it, it was my whole life, right? And... Um, when I was living without any parameters, I could do whatever I wanted. I could say whatever I wanted. I could, you know, just make everything about me and how good or bad I feel based off of what's happening in my life. And, you know, just kind of like making up my own religion, you know, that's basically what it felt like in the new age is just that you can do anything. You can do anything you want. You can decide what's good and what's evil you can, you know, make any problem into a reason that you're feeling like less than or oppressed or all these things, right? And once I was saved and came out of that, and God really started to show me and help me, like the Holy Spirit really helps you to understand things in layers. This is my experience, is that 
once I was saved, there were like layers of things that I was convicted um, by the Holy Spirit that I was doing that were wrong, that are considered sins. And um, once I realized that, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to change this. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm sure I'll give you a few, but for sure the one that um, really was like right at the, the start of this for me was lying. I was always conditioned to lie thinking that I was helping someone, you know? I, so it would be like these little lies that I would say um, to make people feel better um, or because it would be easier to say, oh yeah, I want to do this thing when I really had no attention or wanting to do it, but I would do it against myself um, and what felt right to me. You know, it's just like things like that where I would be lying and lying is a sin, right? And so like, there's a reason that God doesn't want us to lie. And once I understood that, the more that I understand and get closer with God and my relationship to him, the more that it actually feels more free to know that that's something that's off the table for me that I'm not doing. And if I make a mistake, I can go to God and repent and be like, you know, that I did this thing and I didn't mean to, you know, and that is so freeing. It's like you have this loving father who you can go to when you make mistakes and you're forgiven, right? And so because I live in the structure of being under Jesus's care, right? Where before I was sinning and doing all these things that made God mad and were not honoring of anything, you know, maybe except for Satan. <laughs> and I was just feeling like I had, I had no one in my life to help me. I had never thought like growing up, like I'd never heard really about sinning. Um, we stopped going to church early, like when I was little. So, you know, I'd never had a Bible of my own to even pick up and read. I, you know, and I see now like how sad that is because I really wish that someone had brought me in to have the experience of understanding and then from there being able to make that choice to come to God sooner, you know? And, but that's not the case and that wasn't my path and here I am now, you know? And so I think it's important to kind of just look at the places where, what are your everyday sins? What are the things that you're doing every day that God's not cool with? And, you know, everything that God says not to do, I trust that there's an incredible, important reason for that. And the more that I understand and kind of like study what the sins are that kind of uh, like live inside of me, the things that I'm still doing, it's like, yeah, God convicted me to stop lying, right? It was like, I'm lying to make people feel better. Or I'm lying to feel safe or I'm lying to be agreeable, you know? Um, I'm lying to not get into arguments or, with people. And I've realized like, you cannot lie <laughs> and everything is still going to be fine. You know, like I can, I am more honest now and more truthful and the tiny times where I do make mistakes, I go right to God and God helps me to work through why I am doing that. And the same thing with any kind of sin that you might have in your life. For me, that was just the one that was like the most prevalent because 
I was so um, worried about hurting people's feelings or something because like we've talked about in previous episodes about my past trauma with things that happened that were deeply painful. So I didn't, I was always kind of like self-protecting myself. But once I have God in my life, I don't need that protection like I did. I feel so protected and so under the mantle of God's love that it's safe for me to be truthful. It's safe for me to be honest. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to do it in an unkind way, right? I'm still, you know, honoring the fruit of the spirit of like being good and being kind and being patient and loving and faithful, right, with people. But um, yeah, so that's like one example of something that God immediately convicted me to stop doing. That was a sin. And um Yeah, that was like the main one for me. And there are some that are just more obvious, you know, when we do them. And once we're saved, we really just, I think we just are really more aware of it. And I also feel that the Holy Spirit really convicts us and helps us to feel like it's less hard in some ways, depending on what what the sin is. And, you know, this isn't always everyone's experience, but the experience for me is like really going to God and being like, I don't like take this from me. I don't want to be doing things like this anymore. And in my experience, I found that it, that with God's help, it's a lot easier. It doesn't mean that I'm not making those mistakes anymore. It just means that I feel more comfortable and more free in the experience of, um, letting go of those sins because now I'm in a structure of how to live with God's love, you know? And I know that like that's the number one most important thing in my life. And I work through it with God when I make those mistakes and I know that I'm forgiven. So that's just a little bit of an example. And I hope that as you're listening to my story, maybe there are things in your life where you know, like your most obvious sin and you can kind of like track for yourself. And like, maybe this is an invitation for you to go and have a conversation or pray or start really talking with God about your main sin and how he can, you know, like if it's like really truly honest in your heart that you want to let it go, how he can help you to do that and how you can ask the Holy Spirit to really help you in those moments where you feel tempted or maybe you made a mistake and you need to repent and just kind of go through the motions in that way and really just know and believe in yourself that you feel like you trust in God the most that about <laughs> with anything in your life versus before if you were a new ager like me where you're just trusting yourself and like how trustworthy are we as individuals we're not trustworthy at all you know like we're constantly just kind of doing our own thing and I think that's what we really see in our culture is just like this secular mindset that's just all about the individual instead of living for God you know I love sharing resources and books and so I have two resources today that I find that were incredibly helpful with this kind of work and the first is Felicia Masonheimer's new book Every Woman a Theologian. 
I'm telling you, she is the best resource or has been for me. I binge her podcast. I love her blog. I love following her on Instagram. She's so generous with what she teaches and her book is incredible. I highly recommend it. Like it's like if you only get a few books, I would really recommend this one because she just explains everything so well and makes it so understandable where there are so many pieces to Christianity that for me have just felt like, oh, wow, I didn't even know that was a thing until I heard someone say a word I didn't understand and then I went down that study path for a bit, okay? So, yeah, so this book is great. You would like um, uh, chapter three where she under she breaks down the doctrines of creation, humanity, and sin. It's really great. Um, and then there's a second book that I recommend, Jen Wilkin, and it's called, let me grab it, The Words to Live By. And this book is really great. I've had so many aha moments reading this book and studying it. She's a really good grounded teacher um, of the Bible, and I appreciate just the way that she teaches. And this book is all about understanding and living by the 10 commandments and so i just thought that those two books were good recommendations if you're going deeper into your understanding of sin and just like what it means for you and how to work through any of your own obstacles and your own sins in your life so let's now just kind of go through and break down what sin is if you have never done that before. I think it's important to always define words, look words up, look up the meaning, and then kind of like go deeper into, okay, what does, what's next after this definition, right? So sin literally means to miss the mark, right? And basically what it is, it's um, a state of being where man is separated from God based off your actions. So sinful actions are choices that run opposite or away from the character of God. And so we're missing the mark when we do things we know that we shouldn't do. We know when we read the Bible what God sees as a sin. It's clear. There's a parameter. There's a set of rules or commandments to live by. And I think this is one of the hard things for New Agers to kind of wrap their heads around or that they, you know, they're being rebellious against God and is that, you know, like you don't want to be told what to do. You know, you're taught that, you know, why should I have to follow these things that seem so bad? You know, why is this God telling me what to do? And I think that that comes from a place of wounding within ourselves, of feeling like, being rebellious is cool or like that we're taking that on as a personality trait or just feeling like um, it's not safe to surrender to a God who knows better than you and loves you and wants the best for you. And so just reminding ourselves and, you know, we read it in the Bible that it, that it hurts God when we sin, you know? And so there's also, um, a scripture I want to mention here, and that's James 4.17. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and does not do it, it is sin for them. And I think that that's an important thing to remember too, is that 
sometimes we know when we're doing something that is considered a sin and we do it anyway and that that in itself is wrong right so like if we really know that we're doing something that we shouldn't be doing you know like what's the benefit of that what is what's the point of that you know and just like no I think for me just never understanding or never growing up in in a faith um like based family where there were rules I mean there were just like the rules of my parents right but there was no like spiritual law or spiritual rule that was being set in and you know being followed and I and I really see now how my life I'm allowed I'm able to thrive um when I have more of a structure because my the structure that I live within um with God now today does not feel restrictive it feels actually so freeing and so loving and it's like wow I really needed this in my life and um it feels simple simplified helpful useful effective you know and so just yeah that's something I wanted to add to and then of course when it comes to new age also there's this there's so much maybe this would be like a an episode in itself of the way that people connect like the the dark goddess is is somehow connected um to the story of Adam and Eve and how you know the story of how um Eve is represented, is considered, you know, um, you know, oppressive in itself. And I think, yeah, that would probably just be a whole episode. But that's one of the things too, the the idea of original sin. And there's so much pushback in New Age around that story. And I and I brought some of that myself to my relationship with God early on when I was like a baby Christian. And really questioning because I had been so immersed in like goddess culture and um, so much of it is about like Eve and there's a lot that's connected in the new age with Lilith. I used to really enjoy Lilith, which is kind of cringe now um, for me (laughs) because, um, you know, I just kind of adopted those stories that, that were being shared and just kind of regurgitated in the new age spaces nobody really ha- understands it feels like some of the teachers just don't understand why they're saying what they're saying and then when you push back or you have questions they don't really have clear answers for you um and so there was just like so much about like how original sin is you know oppressive to us as women and just like really connected to the feminist culture um and you know sovereignty and all this kind of stuff and so that was something that I had in my mind when I was reading the word and when I was really reading how um, the relationship between God and Adam and Eve was before the serpent um, tempted Eve um, and then like the break apart between us like the separation once once that sin happened right once we went like eve went and adam went against god um and we were kind of like set apart from him just like and that's how we live until we find christ um it's just so much more impactful and important and you really start to understand the nuance of why 
that I, I don't know it's just really important to kind of also presence that because that's a big part of I think my experience of what the new age calls oppressive um, with sin and some of that is also connected to Adam and Eve and so if you want me to do an episode on that I can do a deeper dive but <laughs> I just wanted to presence that because I felt like it's, it's an important part that I see that comes up often in the new age when it when we're talking about oppression and sin and those kinds of things. So coming back to the definition of sin and, and just that simply it means to miss the mark, right? It means that God has set up this um, way of living and he expects us to live up to it. Um, and when we don't, it's a sin, right? That's it. I mean, to me, when I was starting to really unravel this for myself and understand it, it took a lot of the charge out of it because it's like, of course, like we're human, we're we're not Jesus. Jesus was the only 100% man, 100% God who was perfect. And he lived his life perfectly for so many. I mean, like none of us could do that. You know, where none of us are God. None of us are able to do that. He was the perfect example for us. And so just to know, it's like kind of relieving to recognize that we don't like we can never be perfect and so it's kind of like tied into this next piece I want to talk about about taking off the armor of perfectionism it may be time for you to take off that armor of perfectionism and then assume the posture of your own weakness right Jesus was the only one who was ever a hundred percent man and a hundred percent God and who lived a perfect life right and we need a savior And we were not built nor expected to be our own savior. And I think that is something that we also um, unwind and uh, deprogram from when we come out of the new age. It's important for us to assume um, like this, this posture of like, acceptance that you're not meant to be perfect you never could be perfect and so there's you take off that pressure of of assuming or wanting people to see you as perfect you're going to sin you're gonna mess up you're going to have to ask for forgiveness and then you just repeat that cycle and yes of course like we're not saying like that you um are trying to sin like sinning on purpose no that's not the case at all like what james was saying but you're doing your best knowing that you're gonna make mistakes and that god is there to correct you right and that's one of the things that i've loved so much in my relationship with the holy spirit is just knowing that when i make that mistake i come with an honest and humble heart and i apologize you know and we're gonna do a whole episode on repentance because that's also seems to be a triggering word in the new age and so um that was something it's kind of i i enjoy how much god has um tested my heart and helped me to see things differently like i understand now why in the word it's constantly saying that i will take your your heart of stone and turn it to a heart of flesh because you really do feel like you are a completely different person like I see life completely differently 
God has changed the way I think about all of the different areas of life. Um, and it's incredible and it feels so good, but it's also when you're in the middle of it, it can feel like a little bit shocking and yeah, a little bit uneasy and scary. I think I mentioned how uncomfortable it was, you know, having these conversations with my husband because it was just like so different. And I don't know if any of you have ever watched um, Big Bang Theory, but you know how Mary Cooper is just like a really hardcore Christian. Chris used to like make this joke early on that I was Mary Cooper and you're like oh when I was being really intense about something you'd be like oh Mary Cooper's out again you know like kind of (laughs) just like a joke but now it's also really it's just funny to me of how much my life and my thoughts and my experience have have been changed through God and that's just such a blessing so um yeah so if you're a Mary Cooper I see you and um (laughs) I'm with you and I understand and it's just funny but also it's um really beautiful and important work that you're doing to really take what God has done in you and has turned it into really beautiful good things and it's so cool to just see you know, and kind of like guess about why God's doing what he's doing, you know, with each of us that's been saved. It's so cool. And so, um, yeah, so I wanted to just mention that as well. So once we just take away the pressure to be perfect or the pressure to feel like we have to be doing life in a certain way outside of God, and we know how good it can feel when we do just fully accept and surrender to God's love, and how and how that means that also means accepting the idea of sin and that the, that the idea of sin is not oppressive to you and that um it might just be like more of a secular or cultural thing that we're living within right now of like a post-christian world that we're living in and how it's becoming more and more obvious that being a christian is not cool <laughs> is not popular um and it's not easy you know and doing it in spite of those things because of your love for god is the most beautiful encouraging empowering feeling because um you know that that's it's the only way it's the only way that we can really truly be in relationship with god is to accept um some concepts that maybe are harder to understand and when something triggers you or you are really like not sure about how you relate with sin still you just go to god with it and you ask the holy spirit to to put podcasts and teachers and books and websites and thing and churches and pastors um into your life that can help you to work through it and in a space where you can ask your honest questions and get the support that you need. I think that that's the most important thing is not not to have questions and then keep them to yourself, but have questions and allow yourself to find people who are willing to go deeper with you and answer your questions in a really thoughtful and supportive way, not in a judgmental or mean or, or abrasive way. Okay, and I want to give you one scripture memory. I'm just going to keep it simple today. One scripture memory to write down and go look up in your Bible app and memorize this one. And it's 1 John 5, 3. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands and his commands are not burdensome.
And that just touched me so much when I was reading First John uh, a few days ago in my Bible time. And honestly, First John was is just so rich of I don't know, you just really fall in love with the words that John is is sharing and um, just feels so good to receive it. Um, so anyway, that's my experience with with all of <laughs> all of what John has written in the Bible. So John the Gospel and then first John, second John and third John. Just so and Revelation he wrote as well. Um, but just so nourishing and supportive. So I'm just gonna say that one more time. 1 John 5.3 In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. And just to take that into your heart and to memorize it and to pull it out when you feel like you are having a moment with yourself and you're needing some extra memory that sin is not burdensome. Sin is not oppressive. And yes, maybe like the sins that you are doing feel oppressive to your soul right because they're against what god wants for you but the idea of sin that god has uh, created within his framework of how to live with him and how to love him and how to walk with him right that in itself is not oppressive and so just wanted to make that distinction and um, i hope that that can be a scripture memory for you to just hold on to and remember when you're going through challenges in your own life around sin and around understanding sin around what that means and what that looks like in your life and last we're going to go into some journal questions for you to go deeper personally for yourself um so you can write these down they're also going to be in the show notes um and i will that might be easier for you to see it visually so the first question is what is your relationship with sin the second is, what's a, def- a definition of sin? So definitely go and search on YouTube, type and look for pastors who did sermons around sin. That would be really incredibly helpful. Um, and really start to, to kind of like dig deep into yourself of what what's your definition? What are the words that you use so that you understand what sin is and what sin looks like in your life? Next question is, what are the common sins in your life? So the things that you do over and over, are there any sins that you're doing that the Holy Spirit has been convicting you to shift and change, but you are resistant? Are there sins that you have overcome that you, um, you know, maybe were doing for a really long time, right? So just what are some of the common sins in your life? The next is examine how it feels when you sin. What does that feel like to your soul, to your spirit? right? What does that do to your relationship with God? And what do you do once you've realized that you sinned? Do you repent? Like, what's the next steps? What do you usually do? Really just kind of get into um, a rhythm of understanding yourself as a sinner, knowing that that is a part of human nature and that God is there to help you through it. And the next question is, and when you sit at God's feet, and ask for forgiveness, how does that feel? How does that shift things? How do you see things differently? What do you learn? And last, what does it mean about God's character to be within a framework of sin and repentance? 
Okay, that's it. That Those are the questions to kind of go deeper with. And then um, I recommend that you just work, you say a prayer before you journal, and then you journal consistently with either God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, whatever wants to, you know, like whichever of the triune God you feel most resonant with. I tend to um, journal with the Holy Spirit, and I feel so close to God when I do that and um yeah that feels really nourishing for me um so whatever way feels the best for you please do that and yeah you can just assume that this is time where you're connecting with God you know um whichever name you call upon so um yeah so just helpful to say a prayer beforehand do your journaling, connect with the Holy Spirit, um, pray for support and answers and help on the things that you need to shift in your life or, or that you want to. And yeah, just um, the last thing I want to say here is that I know that this can be challenging. Some of you are like, yeah, obviously this is, this is exactly how I feel and believe and I'm solid in this. Others who are like coming more out of it, it you know, some of this could be triggering or something uh, you might automatically be like, I don't believe in this. Um, this isn't, this isn't for me, that kind of thing. And that's, that's okay to just be where you are on your journey. Um, but I do know that challenge grows us, right? So the things that, um, we're challenged by and we're willing to take a look at them anyway, and kind of like lean in and ask internal questions of ourselves and understand why we feel the way we feel all this kind of stuff. Um, I think it's just really important to allow ourselves to be challenged so that we can grow. And so in the end, this ends up helping us to grow in our relationship with the Lord. So, um, yeah, so I'm just so grateful that you have listened to this entire episode. I hope that some of what I've spoken was said in a way that clicked for you or helped you in some way to kind of go deeper in whatever you're going through um, or whatever you're resistant on or wherever you're learning right now and just know that God loves you so much and um, we're born to be sinners we're you know and we just get to be so grateful to have Jesus and we're under his mantle of love and um, because of all that he's done for us And so it's okay to make mistakes. You're not meant to be perfect. And just keep going and building that relationship with God by understanding sin and and studying it and reflecting on it in the ways that the Holy Spirit shows you to. That's the best thing you can do. So that's what I wanted to say today. I hope that this was a helpful um, conversation. And if you have any questions or things you would like to share with me, I would love to hear them. Um, I currently have kind of like a complicated relationship with Instagram, so I don't know how much longer I'm going to be working in that space. Um, I'm kind of just questioning that, just kind of giving you a heads up. I'm still on there for now. I'll make an announcement if I decide to change, but I'm also thinking about maybe having a private Facebook group for us, um, for those who listen to this, these podcasts, just for us to connect and become friendly and, you know, learn from each other and be connected with other sisters in Christ, um, and ex new agers. So, um, 
let me know if that would be something you would like me to set up. And I feel really, um, I feel like that might be a, a direction that we might go in. And um, yeah, that's all for today. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Um, it would mean the world to me if you would uh, click the link in the show notes to fill out the Like the Dove podcast form for me to hear more about what you want to hear about on this on this podcast and what series is that series is <laughs> series you might want to hear um, or have me create. Um, I would love to know that so that I can just keep supporting you in the ways that you are wanting from me. Okay, I'll see you next week. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd be so grateful if you take a few seconds, hop over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and leave a review if you've enjoyed these episodes. And it'd be so fun to just keep connected with you, hear your suggestions of things you'd like me to cover in the future episodes. And you can do that through DM on our new Instagram page at likethedove, or you can email me info at elizacc.com. Don't forget, we have a really amazing freebie for you in the show notes called the New Believer Resource Library. It's full to the brim with book recommendations, Bibles I use and love, and all kinds of links and support for your walk with God. I hope it helps you. Okay, I'll see you in the next episode.